As you get older, it's like your eyes are bigger than your stomach in terms of your judgment of your body's ability to perform the tasks that used to be second nature to seem to be almost automatic. Now you're over the hill and your best life is behind you. You go out for a walk and have to be carried home. The only part of you not on the decline are your desperate gonads, the only true core of your sentient existence. Every meal is a special treat. Every day is a special treat. Your cells are dividing more rapidly but providing less useful labor. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Oh, I'm sorry. I like to count in my head when I feel overwhelmed. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two. You are listening to Brian Weekly. Oh boy, can't believe we still got five more hours left in the shift going. Ooh. Another long day in the mines. Yeah, you know how it is. Well, you know, most, most Americans these days can't say that they have to work hard for the, the money. They actually put in physical labor, sitting at their desk and just getting all kinds of desk diseases nowadays. I heard, I heard there's this new disease where if you sit down too long, you just start having to get random apps on phones. And uh, that's, that's about all. Read Reader's Digest. I actually read the first two sentences, so I don't even know if that's a true thing. But, you know, we're working. Yeah, they don't really understand, you know? They don't understand us. We're really working. Yeah, simple coal miners. Just being simple, solid folks. Going home and reading William Faulkner and studying over all of his, you know, just writings and essays. Seeing if he truly was the true American genius and author he was. I don't even have electricity. You just gotta get yourself a really good author that you can just dissect all of his words and languages and think to yourself, how can this reflect on me and my dying soul as I get ready to part from this earth one day? Real coal miner stuff. Uh, I don't read much. Uh, got a radio. Well, that's, you know, that's, that's your thing. That's it. your thing there. I mean, I don't, I don't judge. I don't, there's no coal miner's coda. I mean, come on. We're just, we're just two working pals. But seriously, uh, not, not, one, not one book in that house. Good morning, Akron, and a special KJZZ hello to all of Ohio. Thanks to a special investment by BFRA Concerned Electronics, our signal has increased tenfold. Now everyone from southern Michigan to Fever Ditch can get the full Dick Chipper 24-hour call-in news experience. And speaking of Fever Ditch, it's Beach Body Day in this sleepy vape-clogged hamlet. The floodwaters have finally receded, and now the entire town is walking up and down the dangerously muddy embankment of the Ditch River, getting a look at this year's hot beach bodies. To celebrate, we're going to open up the lines. Fever Ditch, tell us about your past and current favorite beach bodies. Caller, you're on the air. Before I sold all my possessions and took the lavender robe of the golden cormant, I used to hunt for clams in ignorance of their foul and disgusting nature. 
Being out on the beach gave me lots of time to look at all the hard beach bodies, though. Sometimes just legs half covered in sand, sometimes a torso and head mounted on a pole, sometimes the whole package. And still wearing whatever's fashionable down at the gap, I knocked my metal clam picker against their hard fiberglass beach bodies and listened to that hollow, satisfying clunk. <sighs> well, that's quite the steamy tale, Caller. Let's see who else is on the line. Caller, you're on the air with me, Dick Chipper. My favorite beach body was from 1994. It was unidentifiable as to the kind of person it was on account of being bloated and waterlogged and swollen beyond recognition, but it was clearly the best. We tried to drag it up onto the podium with all the other winning beach bodies, but it fell apart before we could get it up there. Thank you, caller. And this looks like a good time for me to say that, according to the National Health and Safety Institute, while selecting beloved beach bodies is a fun activity for the whole family, you shouldn't actually touch them. They are super gross. Next, caller, you're on the air. Tell old Dick Chipper about a classic beach bod. In 1896, I was walking the shores and came across a bizarre mound of flesh. It was gray-green in appearance, as if it had been sneezed from the nasals of the divine. Though badly decomposed, one could make out a large, terrible head and a slacked mouth filled with teeth. It had no eyes, nor nothing we could discern to be eyes, and three elongated flipper-like appendages wreathed its midsection. When my wife and I came upon it, we knew that this miraculous punishment was intended for us. Thank you, caller. Always good to get a historical perspective on the happenings of today. How about another call? Caller, you're on the air. I'm a huge fan of beach bodies, and picking a favorite is so hard. I used to be partial to the four-mile globster and the Newfoundland blob, and its six fleshy lobes and bizarre singing hairs uh, really captured my imagination. But my favorite is probably the blob I personally found in 1998. It was white and fleshy and held together by an enormous semi-transparent membrane. Uh, the proudest day of my life when was my husband, Carl, picked it up and brought it home in his front loader. All 13 tons of it. Thank you, caller. Well, it sure sounds like Beachbody Day is going to be a blast this year. That's all the time we have for local news, but one more item from Fever Ditch. The corpse warden down at the cemetery would like to ask everyone that spots a familiar-looking Beachbody to please call in and report its location so it can be returned to its grave. Up next, we'll be exposing the joys and dangers of nude fly fishing in a special I like to call Flying Free with me, Dick Chipper. This is KJZZ. You got one of those smartphones? I mean, uh, yeah, of course. It's like, uh, you gotta, what do you, you don't even have a choice these days. You go into the local, uh, Verizon and they say, hey, you want to upgrade to, uh, a new smartphone or pay $50 to keep this flip phone? Are you, you joking? Is this even America anymore? It's just, oh boy, don't get me started. Don't get me started. Uh, I don't have a, I don't have a phone. Well, you know what they say is, uh, phones today, gone tomorrow. That's, that's definitely what they say. So, uh, what, what are we, what are we even minding here? Let's be honest with each other. I have uh, no clue. Uh, I've been here for 20 years now and just keep putting I, this. I think it's cool. Yeah, I but think it's, it's still cool. It comes out all perfectly spherical and it's perfectly it's it's the point that it's so black that no light is escaping and it's 
I just sit at home and reflect on it at night as I slowly frighten myself to a screwy sleep. I don't know if you, I don't know if you notice, but your the the light in your headlamp is out. I think it's been out for the last three years now. Yeah, that might be why it looks so dark. I mean, I gotta be honest. When we have lights, when we have light on these black spheres where no light can come towards it, uh, if you stare at it too long with the light on, you can hear a voice start to scream in your head, and it's uh, you know, I just figured it's better without the light. Okay, I mean, I like the I like the I like being able to see what I'm doing, and uh, uh, oh god, what is behind us? Oh, is that a is that an orb child? Oh god, the paleo diet is such bullshit. I mean, with all the people doing it nowadays, pretty soon we're not gonna have any caveman bones or bog mummies left. Oh, my, oh my god. Look at, it's one of those big old human orbs. Oh my god, there's a, there's a little there's, boy in it. But that's, boy in that's not a boy. He's somewhere between a wild animal and a man. What, what should we do? I don't, I don't know, let's kill it. Uh, how, how did we see it though? Both of us have no lights, I just realized. I think we've been my, just, my headlamp is on, I don't know about yours. I, uh, I'm, I'm getting my headlamp. You know, this is, uh, this is one of those minutes. crazy days where you just don't expect it, but I think I might, I might be blind for these last three years of my life. I just just came to It doesn't realize. make much of a difference down in the mines. No, it know? really doesn't. It's, I, it's all the same. Hey, listen, sometimes God provides the perfect job. Can you argue with that? I should really, yeah, be, I I mean, should really I be frightened about this, but I'm just feeling so alive now. It's like, hey, I just I coped. Well, let's see. I'm trying to feeling around for a door, and I don't. He's really pounding against it when he sees me, but there's no door to get. So. That that I wouldn't open it because he looks angry. He looks like he's gonna fight. He will eat our faces. The, he will eat our faces uh, first for sure. Maybe we should just wheel him out. You know, it's uh. And we can roll the whole let's, orb. Let's look at the positives, and that's the cons today. I'm a blind man who won't notice things. We find the hole. That where all the air is going, and I can just feed him in, in my home. He'll grow up to be a, a loving and well-respected uh, orb man, and uh, we'll both go our own ways. So I'll just slap out his uh, orb every now and then, and you know, this is sounding like the blossoming of a real beautiful friendship right now. Is he? Uh, is he smiling as I say this next to him? I, you know, the blind. Man. No, he is. He is like lunging, clawing. It. He is, oh. Looks like he's got a murder in his eyes. That is not good. I tell you what, that old child. It's no good. That's that kid is no good. You know, it's it's really society that makes it unlucky for the old child. They did nothing wrong. They did nothing wrong at all. You know, uh, yeah, that is the the tragedy, right, of an orb child. Is the society did it to him. They put him in the orb. They they made the orb. Uh, and what what can he do? It's not his fault. He's in an orb. You know, this reminds me of an excerpt from uh, Burning Bard, uh, Volume Four, that uh, William Faulkner once wrote, which said, "An orb for an orb, and uh, we'll travel in space." Please. Grab my ray gun. That's the one where William Faulkner goes into space. I, I definitely imagine these books the more I talk about them out loud. I didn't realize how autobiographical they all. I mean, he did go into space, space and fight aliens and an entire armada of aliens, but. You know, yeah, I guess that makes sense. He didn't have a ray gun ever. That was not invented yet. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, but you know, it's all about fiction. Is all about the imagination. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I'm, you gotta I'm, live in your imagination. I'm not gonna let this slow me down. I mean, it's not like uh, it's like, hey, look at that blind Johnny going down to the coal mine. It's like, hey, good for that blind Johnny going into that coal mine and mining these spherical sore orbs that will just slowly scream if you stare at him too long. That 
That yeah. must have been it. I stared at the soul orbs too long. Ugh. I was warned about that too. Ugh. That's day one. They tell you don't look at the soul orbs. You just put them into the on the conveyor belt, and they'll be brought up to the surface. You know, here I was thinking. Put them on the conveyor at, belt. They go up to the surface. Just a few minutes ago, I was like, listen to this dumb dumb talking. How about how it just has a radio and uh, doesn't read books, and I was the one just didn't do it wrong. So, uh, you want to take this uh, orb boy and push him off into a ravine? Yeah, I'm sure we can find a chasm or something that you can put him in. Because uh, he is, yeah, he's on his way to claw his way out. I better stay away from that that hole too, because he's almost got his arm all the way out. I think only a sweet release of death is what's good for him right now. But, uh, hey. Yeah, let's. We'll just we'll just put this boy out of his misery. You know what they say? It's a living. It's a living. That's true. Except I'm not paid. No. Oh. Let's not talk about it. Let's start pushing. This episode of Brian Weekly was written and performed by Brandon Faulkner fan Kirkman, Kathy Orb Boy Fisher, Max Chipper Chatter Eddie, Chris Globster Grabber Jacques, Whitney Divine Punishment Reynolds, and Michael Age Suddenly and Dramatically Arthur, who also does our music. Brian Weekly would like to remind you that while bouncing around in giant inflatable balls, zorbs, orbs, or sex balloons might seem like a good time, it can have serious consequences. Seven out of ten feral children in America were discovered trapped in inflatable spheres that had rolled or floated away. Please be aware of these dangerous orbs. For more useful safety tips, be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Brian Weekly. To tell us to stop telling you how to raise your horrible orb children, leave us a review on iTunes. I should really be I should really be frightened about this, but I'm just feeling so alive now. It's like, hey, I just I don't quite I understand how you're going home and reading Dave, or William Faulkner. You know, I I was always lot. told I have a real active imagination. I mean, you said look over there, and I was able to say there's an orb child there, and uh, wow, I'm starting to get really frightened about my precognition powers here. What's your favorite William Faulkner book? Definitely Burning Barn series three. I'd say that's definitely my favorite. You like that one? Yeah, it's, I, I made that up, didn't I? I've, I've just been reading imaginary Let's go back books. to this orb child for <laughs> oh, a second. Okay. What is he doing here? How did I, he get down here in the mine? This is ridiculous. <laughs>